how much do you think John C. McKinley makes? For his commercials or for... Uh, on residuals from... Scrubs? Uh, no, the Belko oh, experiment. The Belko experiment. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Merry belated Christmas, Peter. Oh, merry belated uh, Kwanzaa. Today's Kwanzaa. I yesterday was Kwanzaa. I believe Kwanzaa happened at some point in this yes. month. Yes. Hanukkah was a long time ago. Christmas was the other day. I think Kwanzaa might be going on right now, but by the time this episode drops. Who knows? So, uh, merry belated Happy or on New time, Year. whatever you happen to be celebrating. Uh, let's celebrate that uh, that bird movie everyone's talking about. Have you seen it? Uh, no, me neither. But people are. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of strong reactions on that one. Yeah, a lot uh, of ooh, it's keeping me up at night. Well, it got uh, it got front front and center placement on Netflix because uh-huh. I opened up Netflix the other day and uh, just hit hit you right with the trailer. And th- I feel like that's a pretty pretty big honor these days. Because that's how to all the boys I loved probably got ninety percent <laughs> of its probably views. Uh, yeah. But like with all the stuff that Netflix is pushing out on a day to day basis, if you get front and center, it's a pretty good sign. I think uh, I'm not yet used to the thing of where you're watching television and they show you a movie trailer. And it's just a full, normal movie trailer the way you've always seen them. And then it ends with, now on Netflix. And you're like, I feel like if it's something that you can see right away without going, without getting up, without driving somewhere, without waiting for it to come out, it's got to have, I don't know if there should be some sort of border or something around the, the... the screen that can maybe let you know that, uh, hey, this is something you could see right now. Is they should do, you know how like movie trailers now have trailers for the trailer? Yes. They should have a trailer for the trailers on TV that says uh, come uh, on Netflix or coming in Netflix. And then, then they show the trailer. That way you're, you're prepared. I watched the trailer for Us yes. once. And everyone's going on about, oh, what are, it's the greatest trailer ever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Hey, Listen, with horror movies especially, relax with the trailer. Yeah. Don't spend a lot of time on the trailer because you want to go into the movie not knowing anything. Right. After I saw uh, Get Out, I went back and watched the trailer, and I was so relieved that I forgot everything from the trailer because I would have been livid. It would have had such a different impact on me if I went to that movie knowing there's a scene where Allison Williams is holding a gun and is dressed in all white. Right. I would know right That's off true. the bat, like, yeah. okay, so she's a bad white person. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the Get Out trailer is it came out so – I feel like it came out so much earlier than, than the movie, like, and it wasn't circulating that much, so it was easy to kind of put it in the back of your mind. But the biggest thing about the Get Out trailer was that I had no idea what the movie was after I saw Get Out. After I saw the trailer for that, yeah, movie. because it was just so different and weird yeah. that everyone was like, "This is going to be the most absurd thing in the world." And I remember ha- like half the reaction was, "I'm going to see this just because it looks so crazy." And like Jordan Peele's probably playing a little joke on us or something. Like yeah. maybe it's like a a really weird type of comedy. And then it ended up being an awesome movie. Now when you see the Us trailer. Now you're watching it as from the brilliant mind that just brought you that other thing. And uh, the Get Out trailer was uh, f- from half of Key and Peel. Right. It's like uh, from the guy that's only brought you comedy stuff. Yes. Uh, here's some wacky stuff. Uh, are you going to see the Bird movie? Yeah. It's, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Why not? 
and everybody's talking about it. I feel like I'm already late on the train at this point, but I'm interested in it. It's a bootleg Quiet Place. Right? That's what it looks like. I mean, it's that's exactly what it looks like. It's visual a Quiet Place where if you see something, it makes you die. Really? I don't know anything about the movie. I think that's it. Where okay. some you see something and it makes you die, and that just sounds like more of a that sounds like a Blumhouse Truth or Dare type of yeah. thing. Did you ever see that one? Truth or Dare? Yeah. No. no. It was astonishingly bad. Like what? truly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, really? Although I saw Holmes and Watson the other day, and that's it's this weird. Is, this it's, is going to be a bad movie uh, episode. Perhaps because perhaps I for sure hate a movie that I saw, and I mean from everything that I've heard about Holmes and Watson, it is just absolute garbage. So I again I don't watch trailers uh, a lot or more than once. So I saw that it was coming out. Maybe I didn't even see a trailer for it, but I just knew that it was the guys from Step Brothers uh, reuniting for a Sherlock Holmes movie, and I was like, yeah, sure, why not? It'll be a stupid, silly little thing. I'll go to see it. And I know that Will Ferrell has it in him to make terrible movies. Uh, if any of, of you out there are fans of Talladega Nights, uh, maybe check yourself. That's a terrible movie. That is such a bad movie. That's a weird one to pick for Will, Will Ferrell. He has had so many clunkers well, over like, the past 10 years. Uh, Anchorman 2 him. was supposed to be bad, and it was. So Was it supposed to, was it supposed to be bad? I mean, I, I think we like all we saw all it coming that yeah. it was bad, yeah. yeah. But that was because he had done things like Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights really coasts when it comes to to skirting criticism. I don't know. I don't think the Talladega Nights is, is nearly as bad as you claim that it is. Garbage movie. Will Ferrell's done a lot of good... I mean, obviously, in addition to his classics, like The uh, the the Other Guys yes. is a great movie. Yes, sure That's is. a hilarious movie. Sure is. You got Mark Wahlberg uh, becoming like a world-class ballet dancer to mock all the, the, the kids who take ballet. Hilarious. <laughs> He had to tell you, what did he say? He's like, I had, to, uh, I, had to let, I had to learn all the dance moves so I could show all those losers like what a bunch of fruits they were or something. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah, Will Ferrell, even when he was making bad movies, made some great movies like the other guys, like Step Kicking Brothers. and Screaming. Yeah. Step Brothers is, I put off watching Step Brothers forever because oh, yeah. it was during that run. I know. And I was like, I'm not going to see this movie because he only makes bad movies now, and it's one of the best comedies ever. Yes, it's where, hilarious. Where would you say it's like a it's, top ten of? It is a generational comedy. Yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, it's like better than The Hangover. Yeah, it's it's up there for sure. The Hangover, I think, anyway, is like a, and I know it's not a Will Ferrell movie, but that was kind of seen as a generational type comedy. I think that The Hangover is kind of in the next comedy class after uh, of that era after old school super bad uh, you know it's an underrated one that doesn't get enough credit in that category what? i know we've talked about it but forgetting, forgetting sarah marshall oh yeah forgetting sarah marshall's great it's elite yeah and yes it, i feel like it does not get credit for being elite by a lot of people role models i would say is in the or i'm forgetting sarah marshall's it's forgetting sarah marshall is in the role models class where I know that there's a lot of people who probably don't think it's that amazing, and I could watch it every day for the rest of my life <laughs> and smile like an idiot the entire time. But uh, even for a bad Will Ferrell movie, Holmes and Watson was bad. I followed the story. It, it was so not funny that I was following the storyline. Like, I was, like, trying to keep up with the case and uh, who's the bad guy because I know I'm not there for laughs. So I'm, like, I'm watching this movie – 
trying to solve like it's an episode of like Law and Order SVU. Exa- right, exactly. I just switched. I just flipped a switch, turned it into a, uh, a drama, a crime drama, and it was a really dumb crime drama. They kept taking breaks to make jokes that weren't very funny. It was very frustrating for the sake of the case. They could have solved it a lot quicker. Uh, but yeah, I will say uh, John C. Riley looked looks looked great as really? that. Yeah, that's just, that was just a great look for him. That. Uh, he looked like, do you know who Niall Standish is? No. From Crank Yankers? <laughs> oh, my God. The British guy? I don't remember uh, the Crank Yankers visuals. I do. I sure Niall no, Standish not, was not amazing. Shocked. He would call, uh, he was like a, a British O, and he would m- make these ridiculous requests. He would call calligraphy places and have them uh, make invitations to an ass-slapping competition and... <laughs> Weird things like that. Uh, he would have these vocalized pauses where, while he was talking, he'd go. Oh, I do remember that. <laughs> that one's I remember that part for sure. <laughs> so John C. Riley, basically, that's John C. Riley, right? That's his name. I'm yes, not mixing yeah, yeah. confused with uh, yeah. jo- is John C. McKinley, the yeah, guy McKinley, from yeah. the Belco experiment. Yes, as he's Other, most famously known. known. Yes, yeah. I was he's say the Scrubs. N- Doctor Cox. I don't think he's in that. No, he's he's definitely most well known for uh, the Belko experiment. Yes, exactly. He did. You're right, though. I think it was the later seasons of Scrubs he was in. Yes. Uh, very good stuff. Oh, the guy from did, the uh, Belko experiment. He also did commercials. Big commercial guy. He did do commercials. Yeah. What did he do? Were they progressive? Something. like I feel that. like everyone at some point. I feel like I, every, anyone who's a, everyone who's anyone has done a progressive commercial. At and some then they point. got cucked by Flo. Right. Who, who makes like? Does she make absurd amount of money? Really? Oh yeah. Like. Somewhere, like, I think in the tens of millions. Really? Yes. How much do you think John C. McKinley makes? For his commercials or for... Uh, on residuals from... Scrubs? Uh, no, the Belko oh, experiment. the Belko experiment. Uh, uh, it's got to be hefty. I'm sure that the Belko experiment did well. I've thought about going back in and watching the Belko, the Belko experiment again. though. I think that they, like, every few months, you still have, they still have to pay their dues for the Belko experiment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we saw a movie that lost a lot of money this week. We saw the the Welcome to the Marwell. Oh, did experiment. it lose a lot of money? I haven't I haven't kept Oh up with god, it. yeah. It lost like fifty million dollars. Hell yeah. Not as much money as its budget was like sixty million dollars and it lost fifty. What was the movie that just like absolutely fucking tanked and lost so much money recently? Uh I think it might uh in you know, addition what? to yeah. Marwin. Yeah, it was uh it was something. But as you look it up, I will say Holmes and Watson legitimately did not have one laugh. One of the worst movies of the year? Uh, have to be. If it's a comedy, it doesn't get any laughs. Yes. But I I don't know. For some reason, I was okay with sitting there letting this completely unfunny movie happen to me. Uh, oh, Mortal Engines was the movie that lost like $100 million. What is that? Uh, was Kevin Spacey in it? No. Kevin Spacey movies make like $12 at the box office. Right. So I I remember that happened. Also, uh, shouts out to Kevin Spacey. Weirdest thing. Weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Bro, got to clean up a lot of stuff. And now we're adding this to the list. (laughs) You've obviously got much bigger fish to fry, but that was. My favorite reaction was the the person on Twitter that was like, uh, when Kevin Spacey's accused of sexual assault, he comes out and says, I'm gay. And then when Kevin Spacey is charged with sexual assault, comes out and says, I'm Frank Underwood. Yeah. It's exactly what happened. 
Weirdest thing I've ever seen. It well, it, I don't know how anybody let that happen. It was just so Unsettling. thinly veiled. No, it's like like you could have been a little more uh, discreet or vague about it. Like he put it out there as if people are gonna be like, "Wait a second, he's talking about himself." <laughs> but he's like, "Hello, everybody. Hello, Claire. I'm Kevin Spacey. This is <laughs> I'm talking about myself right now." You all think that I sexually assaulted people. I know that's what you're saying about me. <laughs> but you don't have a lick of proof. And it was like, okay, we, we know what you're doing. Very weird. Very weird stuff out of Kevin Spacey. But uh, wouldn't expect any less. I, I mean, that guy is... We're big fans of steering into the skit on this podcast. Don't know if I can advocate it in this situation. He is steered, but he is definitely doing it. He is steered into the wrong skid, as has Instagram. Because, folks, it's uh, Friday and people are pissed. Because Instagram changed. People were pissed. They were. Did they ch- so did they change they it, it back? back? Yeah. It was Just a, like, already they completely hour. dropped it. Yes. So and they came up, but they came out and said that it was a uh, it was accidental, which it definitely was not. It was a pretty well working accident. Yes. Like there well, weren't any it, bugs on it. Had it had a fucking welcome screen. Yeah. It was like, hey, here's our new feature. Try it out. It was terrible. Feidelberg perfectly summarized it, uh, although with a few Feidelberg quirks, such as his long con to follow Emily Ratajkowski and never like any of her yeah. photos. So she wonders who this guy is who has been following her but doesn't like any photos. Maybe she's got to meet him. Classic Feidelberg. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I don't uh, – I didn't like that at all. No. For A, for fear of the accidental like, and B, I could care less the other one was that, working. Honestly. You couldn't care less. Yes, that's what I said. You said I could care I less. Said I couldn't care less. You said I, said I, I Pete Let's, let's check the tapes. You let's said, slow it down on the tapes. Now let's react. We'll do two reactions. Yes. We'll do my reaction. Right again, Dave. Well, I'm sorry. I meant to say, or I thought I, know I that said you would, it yeah, couldn't. That's, that's why I helped you, because I'm your friend. Now let's do the other reaction. See, I fucking told you. Maybe you, it did, maybe it wasn't were, completely audible. You but were talking. Sometimes you were talking I get ahead fast. of myself. This is also your fault. Yes. <laughs> so both my fault. <laughs> so both reactions. Yes. Pete, I think you owe me an apology. <laughs> uh, so now I we're just gonna put all that ca- in right there, could, right? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I could not care less about mm. accidentally liking somebody's photo. Yeah, me neither. Unless it's a, a deep like, but I don't think I've ever done that. But you can't get a deep like if you're doing the swipe thing. That's true. Because, right, to be honest, I don't know with, with that new way, I don't even know how to go to your old photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I think it's only going to show I, – but I was scrolling, and uh, the, the first experience I had with this uh, new weird accidental one, I was scrolling, but it was a person's uh, – a person had posted multiple photos with one post. So I was like, so it just what like the hell is this? <laughs> I just – got. What the, the new update is this? I'm only seeing this one person for the rest of my life. If I wanted that, I'd get married. Hey, oh, <laughs> God. Oh, man. Yeah, I, yeah, they, they immediately went back on it and were like, oh, nope, just kidding. It was an accident, which I honestly kind of respect the move to roll something out and be like, yeah, to test. It's not you the, passed. it's not the uh, worst apology we've heard. Shouts That's out Kevin Spacey. For sure. Oh, we didn't mean to do that. It's also, it's just, uh, we're very sorry. It's sorry we we're, rolled we're out. Gay. We're sorry. <laughs> Damn it, you stole my fucking joke. Um, on the subject of reaction to things on the phone, uh, I texted you the other night with a fun brunch topic. We need uh, more options on iMessage 
for the reaction. When you get a text and you can hold it down, to those of you who have real phones, you can do a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a heart, an exclamation point, or a haha. Yeah. Are those the options? Mm -hmm. Oh, the, 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 there's also the question marks thing. Really? Yeah. Uh, we need more, uh, how can I put this? Specific? Just like more, more specific, but just like more detailed reactions. Just a little more like delicate of something between a thumbs up and a heart. Because if you give something a thumbs up, it's just like it's like cool. passive aggressive. It's like get out of here. Whatever. Cool. Here's an acknowledgement. Right. <laughs> Take your thumbs up and get out of here. Right. Hit the road. So the example is like everyone texts each other Merry Christmas on Christmas, right? Nope. You do that. I didn't really do not, much of that. Not by my experience. I'll tell you. I didn't do a lot of that at all. But um, somebody got a uh, a Merry Christmas from someone they don't really talk to anymore, mm -hmm. and they want to send back, like, hey, it was good to hear from you. Uh, everything's okay. And they're like, I'm not going to write that. And I was like, you got to write that just to ruin that Merry person's Christmas, life. Everything's okay. Yeah. Uh, but, like, that that's something where a reaction would come in handy. Like, uh, maybe if there was, like, a, like a, a nodding uh, <laughs> thing, just, I don't know. But I, I've been in that situation, too, where you want to react to something with one of those reactions because, A, the reactions are great because it ends the conversation. Yep. It means, hey. That is the quickest way to just Notice not. you sent me words. Yeah. I didn't send words, send words back. So now we're done talking. That's like a like on, uh, on a tweet. On like a on yeah, a it's conversation, like, all right, it's like all right, go away, child. I'm acknowledging this response, and we're done here. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird that those are that they haven't introduced more. You would assume that I don't know how popular that feature is. Are you though. a big uh, no. user of those? No. I do on group. I use them They're more way on group more texts. prevalent in group chats. Yeah, I'll just throw I throw the exclamation points out like that kinda, crazy because in the group that kind of just like puts the ball in somebody else's court to say words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Words. It's like I don't want to respond to this, but I'll acknowledge the fact that I saw it, and now somebody else can take the ball and and respond. Yeah. Uh. So, shouts out anybody who can make some more reactions because the group texts and every now and then real texts can use them. Uh. Here, want to want to talk about 2018 stuff, or you want to talk about the movie we saw? I want to talk about Robinhood real quick. Ooh. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs. Uh, last time you said ETFs, and we got a couple responses saying, "Hey, that's they not." They said, "Hey, WTFs." <laughs> yes, uh, but in in your defense, I'll come to your aid here. Uh, the S is in, is capitalized. Right, they capital. Yeah. yeah. What do you? So it's that definitely looks like ETFs, but it's ETFs, uh, options, and cryptos, all commission free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy, which we are not. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time and with true confidence. It's simple and intuitive. Robinhood's clear design has data presented in easy easy to digest way. Uh, we've we've played around. It's easy and wonderful we're still not stock market guys so we can't give you the whole uh the whole motivation that you want but uh here's a call to action Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock is giving listeners free stock like apple ford or sprint to help build your portfolio so you can sign up at brunch.robinhood.com that's brunch dot robinhood.com we are not recommending any stocks because we're not allowed to do so D don't uh, recommend a single we've one. made that mistake before so choose your own adventure and in invest with robinhood it's easy 
It's not intimidating. If you're but a newcomer, don't, invest don't be afraid. With us, because we're gonna tell you to invest. Yes. Into things. It's not a not, recommendation. We are but not. Don't invest with us. Um, let's talk about the movies that we saw because I've been dying to talk about Welcome to Marwin ever since I walked out of that piece of garbage. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Let's talk about that then. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna start off by saying. I didn't think it was bad. I think I thought it was ba- I thought it was terrible. Like it was it was uh it was one of those movies where it was enter- entertaining enough in the moment, but after I walked out, I just got progressively more and more mad about it. Why? Because I just thought it was a terrible way of telling that story. I thought it was like very uncomfortable for a lot of the wrong reasons. Well, no, it it is about a weird person, which I actually found refreshing that they told a mo- they showed a movie about a weird guy. They who definitely did befo- not normalize Even before him. Yeah. he went through uh, what he went through, <laughs> yeah. he was a weirdo. He yes. was not a criminal. He was not. So it's about a guy who uh, likes to wear women's shoes. He yes. likes to wear heels. Mm-hmm. And he gets beat up really, really badly, totally messed up, has PTSD, and then just. And he, he was an artist before, so now he kind of uh, just creates this world with uh, dolls and does kind of stop motion things. And that's kind of his deal. Uh, I'm not a person who wears heels or whatever. Although I spent most of the movie being like, are you this? that weird <laughs> if you really wear heels? Like, like you're, that guy it's, wasn't a bad person because no, he wore heels. No. But they, uh, yeah, but they're giving the viewer a uh, kind of a lot to think about. It's, and they're, they just keep presenting it over and over. Hell again yeah. For like. N- unnecessary reasons, really. I mean, for, I know it's like part of who the guy is, and like it paints for the, the picture. Heel culture, yeah. But like, this was definitely a very like foot fetish heavy movie. Yeah, that was not that denied uh, it being a foot fetish movie. No, they don't. They well, say he does. You have a foot fetish, and he says, "No, I don't." I that's what call most it people that. with foot fetishes say. <laughs> Actually, I think that's not true. Foot fetish people are very, very proud of their foot fetish Have and we very bold. Discussed uh, foot fetishes rec- recently on here because not I recently. discussed foot fetishes recently with people who were so weird about it, and I was like, "All right, They're the get out of here! In You're the, the world." Uh, what people who have foot fetishes? Yeah, I think it's the weirdest thing in the world. And I, but again, I am live and let live un- unless let you're your harming flag fly exactly. Person. Like, go unless for it. you are harming anybody, but do you? But the one thing that I'll say about foot fetish people is that they are not behind closed doors at all. No, they are it. quite prevalent yes. in asking women on TV yes, whether or not they yeah. can send pictures of their feet. Yeah, and like, and also like buying uh, like worn socks. There's like a market for that. Oh, yeah, and like, and like they're like, can you sweat in them for a few days, and then I'll buy them and I'll pay more money for it. Like that is a there's like a market for that. So. Uh, and so, like, I'm a big let your freak flag fly. I'm yeah. a big, like, do whatever you want behind closed doors. Well, not whatever you want, but, like, yeah. within within parameters. Mm. Go for it. Be weird. Uh, weird is better than normal. So but, then why did you hate like, this guy, and why did, were you, did you pick but, the side of the people who beat him up? <laughs> I did not. Uh, I'm just, like, I, also at the same time, you also, I think a lot of people, when you're into weird shit, you should realize that, hey, uh, it's sort of like a it's a taboo of mine. It's taboo. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should not throw it in everybody's faces. He wasn't throwing it in everybody's face. Not throwing it in everybody's faces. I su- I suppose maybe that's a bad way of putting it. But maybe I should not. Maybe I should be careful about like where I bring it up and what situations I bring it up. Like if somebody moves across the street, a woman moves across the street from me. Maybe like in the first few times I meet her, I'm not like, hey, uh, 
I'll, let me see those shoes. Let me see those shoes you got on. He doesn't I say knew, that. I knew you were a, a heel person or whatever he said to Amy Adams. He Adam, doesn't. What, not Amy Adams. Uh, <laughs> Leslie Mann's character. Leslie Mann. No, yeah. she sees that he has, uh, that he got new shoes, and he says, I collect them. I collect vintage ones. And then, like, as they're becoming friends, he shows them to her. Again, it is weird. I'm not saying that it isn't weird, but... I think that uh, I don't, think I don't know. Like I'm, I'm still waiting lines. to hear. I'm still waiting to hear uh, which umbrage you take with this because this is a movie that uh, again bombed in the box office, has gotten very bad reviews. It's uh, 52% uh, viewer score on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought that it was not bad. I didn't think that it was particularly good. So, yeah. So so he, my biggest problem with it is that the best part of the movie was uh like the animation and the visuals yeah. and like the 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 doll scenes. But I would also argue that the worst part of the movie was the visual was like the doll scenes because those <clears throat> scenes essentially for the most part of the movie served no purpose. They did not drive yeah. the story forward at all. Like they don't tell you that not much really. about uh about the characters. And they are super repetitive. Well, they, no, they use them to show that uh, he was. No, I, I completely disagree. So the bad guys. So he got he gets beat up by guys with swastikas. Yeah. And all of his like it's a fantasy very easy thing tie-in. is a World War Two thing. So those are the bad guys. Right. In the beginning of the movie, he has someone who he thinks that he's in love with, and then he falls in love, or his guy falls in with somebody, falls in love with somebody else, and that's what's happening in the movie. So there, it's like the expectation versus is- reality thing in Five Hundred Days of Summer, where kind of two things are going on simultaneously, and he's living vicariously through his little guy while also right. experiencing those things in real life. Yeah, but also the fact, like that, is a very easy connection to make. It's it's uh, evident right off the bat that like this is his outlet for social interactions and like this is based off his real life but they tell they literally like they they'll show you uh like what happens in real life then they'll obviously show you uh like the the version of from the toy world or whatever but it's not like the same scenes playing itself out over and over and over again it's no it's not it goes from it goes from like let's say for uh lack of a better way of putting it i'll put it in like a linear thing like 2 p.m happens in real life and then 3 p.m. happens in the other one and then 4 p.m. happens back in real life. So there it it's it furthers the story bit by bit. Not not a lot. And it like and it centers around like the same sort of uh thing in each doll scene really. Like it's it's they get attacked Shootouts, by the Nazis yep. and then there's just like a quick resolution and What's the quick res- resolution? That they they always defeat the Nazis and like no yes. it's that a girl saves him every t- it's it's yeah, a girl they, comes the in saves him. when they defeat the nazis no but you're saying you you i thought you were saying like all of them like steve carell's guy and his people it's always one of the girls comes and saves him and usually that's like he found somebody yeah but he only finds the woman who moves across the street no he finds uh, the beginning it's uh, the other girl yeah, the one that he that he was already like in love with, or whatever, or the milk was it the milk woman? Uh, no, I for, yeah, but I forget it. It is somebody else in the beginning, but that's the person that he was hung up on before. Seemingly, the person that right. he was married to in real life. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Do they? They never explain that either. That whether or not they were like ex- they were married in real life. There he was, well, he has uh, he has photos of himself from before then, and 
he's at a wedding with this woman, and it looks like they got married to each other. And it says in the scrapbook, I think I was married, question mark. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like, so they obviously give, like, the, the, the like, the women of Marwin have, like, a very central role in, in obviously, the, the doll scenes. But they don't do a really good job of explaining, like, who those people are in real life, at least in my opinion. Like, combined, they, they obviously have, like, a really good cast for, yeah. for the women. How much screen time do you think that they get combined? Well, it's, it's just all the people that he's – the only people that he's known since the accident. It's the person from physical therapy. It's mm-hmm. the girl. Uh, it's the porn actress that he watches. Yeah. It's the girl who works at the figurine store. It's like you see all these people and bit bit by bit, and you, like you know when you see them, like oh, that's that person. Yeah, but I think that, uh, honestly, I think that I would be more interested in like who they are in real life and like what they've. I don't feel like they do a really great job of showing like the importance of detailing the importance of those women to him in real life to get them into the the it's the just that they, it's just that it's people that he knew and that's that's weird to me well like, he's well yeah the well, again, no, i know this, but like this it, is what happens he gets in the accident and then he builds this world off of the only people that come into his life he makes the doll of leslie mann's character without having even met her that's how little he needs to know somebody that's for them to hold yeah. any significance so so one, again, is a, an actress that he sees when he's watching porn. One is a girl he interacts with at a shop. One is his caretaker. Like, these aren't people that are there every day. His caretaker right. only comes once a month. So, yeah, it's just playing up that, like, these little people who are in his life are, like, the kind of primary people in his life because he has nobody. Yeah, and, and so, like, I guess, like, maybe that's why I was so uncomfortable. It was, like, it... He probably doesn't know, with the exception of of uh, Leslie Mann's character, he develops a pretty good relationship with her, albeit like very quickly. And the girl from New Girl, uh, right? Yeah. The uh, the girl who runs the hobby yeah. shop. Yeah. So those, with the exception of those two, and I guess like the caretaker, where they obviously have like some sort yeah. of weird relationship where she checks in on him and stuff like that. But like it, the like the toy scenes and stuff feel like a very like sexualized fantasy. That, I oh, think that, definitely. And I think that makes me very, that made me like really uncomfortable because I was like, he doesn't know these people super well. And he clearly has uh, an issue like uh, separating this fantasy world from reality. Yeah, that's, but yeah, because there's something wrong with him. Right. But like, it just made me really uncomfortable. Like, in. I, th- I don't know. I, I think that it was a good uh, depiction of somebody who was profoundly messed up. And, like, you're you're there every step of the way. When you see it, you're like, okay, this guy, like, probably uh, like meets people and then runs home and then turns them into something else, and that's a weird thing. But we're watching a movie about a weird guy, and in today's uh, everything-has-to-be-so-perfect-and-shiny kind of thing, I found it quite, uh, quite wonderful that uh, in a movie of shiny and, like, pretty things... It was real. It was the story of a really, really messed up guy. Again, not a great movie, not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but an interesting movie. And I thought Steve Carell was great in it. I thought that Leslie Mann was just the sweetest thing in the world in yeah. it. Uh, they were both good. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't know. I haven't read the reviews, but I feel like this is. Uh, and I'm not accusing you of doing this. I feel like this is a little. Uh, people are kind of jumping on the pile with this one. They saw that it didn't do well. They saw that. 
it looked really weird. People saw it, didn't love it, and now it's like, okay, this it's this big failure. I like the concept, and like uh, again, I thought the visuals were great, and some of the like the transitions that they had were really really cool. But I, I'm sticking by the fact that that like the 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 doll scenes didn't really do much for me in in you know serving a, a, a larger purpose other than being like, this is my fantasy If world. they didn't... So, yeah, so you just answered your own question. What would the movie look like if they didn't have that? Well, I don't think that you, they would need to go back to the wells so many times. I would rather see them spend more time on the real-life counterparts and, like, telling and detailing the story. They're, they left so many questions unanswered but if you about, don't, like, but his if story. You, if you don't do that, then you don't get into any of the PTSD. You don't get into... You don't get... He's he's not volunteering this stuff himself. Like this is the, probably the only way that no, you're I seeing know. it, and it's it's such a creative learn, way of showing it. I mean, it is, but like you you by the end, by like the last two three doll scenes, you know everything about like what that oh that definitely world means to definitely to him. like they they could have easily done it in uh, more concise not concise but like uh you would be able to cut down the number of doll scenes and have them serve more of a uh pack more of a punch and so- serve more of a purpose in fewer scenes i agree that that, that there could have been fewer of them especially towards the end yeah but i vehemently disagree with uh them not providing much like i think that the doll scenes are the only vehicle, no pun intended, because there's a lot of, uh, he's got a little vehicle. There, It's the only vehicle of showing how this guy operates. Yeah, but like, maybe that's, maybe that's like the bigger issue is that it's the only way of showing how the guy operates. Well, yeah, it's, it's a weird guy. Yeah. That's, so, like, the... I don't know, I, I think that this is, like, a be careful what you wish for, because if you saw this movie and it was just him sitting around telling his story, you'd be like, this is the most boring movie in the world. And this wasn't a boring movie, so at it least I give boring. it that. Um, so I, I wrote down, one of my biggest issues was that I walked away with more unanswered questions mm-hmm. uh, than I went in with, honestly. Uh, so one of them was, how does he learn to separate reality versus fantasy? Because he learns to at the end. Yeah. And they don't, they don't explain that really at all. Wait, how does he what? Re- separate reality versus fantasy. Oh. And uh, I guess, like, maybe the best answer that I would be able to, to give to that question is, like, one of the events that happens in the movie uh, with him and Leslie Mann's character, which was very, very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which uh, it should have been. Um, but... Uh, they don't, they don't tell you what happens at the attacker's sentencing. Right. That's, I thought that was very fucking weird. Especially, like, not even, not even, like, a postscript sort of, like, here's what happened to this yeah. guy. And, like, they don't even tell you, uh, like, how much his attackers got in terms of, uh, time. Um. The big thing with me in the sentencing was that he had his art show the same day as the attacker's sentencing. I can't go to the gym and to work on the <laughs> same know? day. Imagine he having the like two the two biggest, biggest things of your yeah. life on the same day. Yeah. That is the most ridiculous part of that movie. Uh, an important note is uh, did you get the crazy stupid love reference? Uh, I don't think so. They drop uh, they he has a schwanz exchange with uh, one of the Nazi soldiers in the first scene. Really? Yeah. So that okay. is now the Twice. nice guys and uh, welcome to Morrowind that the Corel Gosling Magic has happened. Hell yeah. Um, 
Yeah, the uh, the the woman who works in the store, Roberta. Roberta. I thought that was a little mud, that was a little kind of a force. What they that she was interested in him? That she was interested in him. They don't really explain why. Uh, they don't really explain like because when a man loves a woman. <laughs> yeah, I guess they don't explain like who she is outside of the store. Like there's. That's she's the woman. She she's the woman who works in the store. You you're no, I know. you're getting way big time analytical on well, this it's just like movie. I, well, it's like I I felt nothing about that relationship, and it's because I don't know who she is. I don't know what like well, he's closed off to her. Yeah, he's I, well, got no attachment to her. That's it. No, I don't, I don't know what her attachment is to him. Oh, well, she's probably a loser and doesn't have that many <laughs> friends. Like you could do that with you could do that with literally any character in any movie, though. It's just like you I had no, I had no why. I had no attachment to the movie. To and the no, movie? No attachment to the movie. No attachment to any part of like the storyline. No, like I didn't feel anything when when uh, when like the resolution came. It, it just did nothing for me. All right, you hated the movie. I hated we it. Can, I hated right, it. We can say that. Uh, I'm, I'm giving your uh, analysis of it a F. No. Wow. Uh, no, I'm giving it no. Uh, w- on the Roberta thing. Um, I really didn't like that he asks her out at the end yeah. because nothing changed between right, that's them. What I'm and that's so on. But that's a human thing. That's something that people do all the time, which is like, hey, I've still got nobody. Might as well try this person. And that's just sad. But again, I, it's at least he's doing human like things they by doing something. Like, dumb. They made it seem like he had like some big epiphany at the end of the movie when not a lot happened to him. I agree. I mean, he did get closure with the uh, with the bad guys, at yes. least. Which they don't tell you how much closure he got. He could have not gotten any closure at all. They could have just been like, ah, you're off easy. They don't tell us. Maybe. Um, I also didn't like the uh, the boyfriend. Yeah, oh, the, yeah. What well, the fuck was the point of that? It was just like... Because he was the bad guy. He eventually became the bad guy, but, like, there was no... There was, like, really... That's, that storyline didn't go anywhere. There was no, like... It made her a damsel in distress. You are. You you are not accepting... You you will not have anything with this movie. I'm just, like, it did It did nothing for me. Like, it didn't It didn't answer any questions. But, but you're asking questions that if there's answers to them, you're, like, your reaction is, well, okay, well, I still didn't like it. Which is fine, but... Like, it makes her a damsel in distress, but, like... There was no solution there. Sure, there. Well, he was in two scenes, and like he was just like, "Ah, I'm stalking you." He was the thing that was getting in the. He was from. He he was was the person simply a device to get his character into the doll scenes, and that was it. I don't think so. I think it's a device that makes the uh, Steve Carell's character say, "Hey, this is a person who needs help. I can be the one that help her, and then maybe she'll love me." Classic damsel in distress stuff. Sure. Whatever. You, you, you are beside yourself with this movie. I, I got really, really angry um, after I came out of this movie. So oh, it, 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 it never wore off. You nope. are you are livid. Uh, what? So what are you going to put on your little stamp for this movie? Um, see, I don't want to say weird as hell. Because like weird like as hell that. can be good. Right. And I don't want to make it... like. I know that a, probably a lot of people's hesitation to going to see this movie is the fact that it's like dolls, right? And, and, like, and or the, the entire premise of it is sort of weird. That's what intrigued me. Yeah. So I don't, I, I don't want to say that it was. I just, I just, I guess, um, I'll say uh, very unsatisfying. <laughs> 
All right, I'm going to say not bad with an exclamation point. Okay. All right. Not bad. Uh, you know, it wasn't great, but it was... Yeah, I uh, I didn't dislike it. It was just like one of the one of these movies that that really really bugged me and had a lot of aspects that uh, I need needed more from. For hymns, my personal experience is that I love talking about hymns. Hymns is a great thing because sixty six percent of men lose their hair by age thirty five, and as someone who's pretty much 35. I mean, you know, as I've always said, once you're 24, you're 25, and once you're 29, you're 40. I'm <laughs> in that range. Uh, 66% of men lose their hair by 35, and I'm not going to let it happen to me. Because the thing is, when you start to notice hair loss, it's too late. So if you see that hairline slowly moving backwards, bald spots, think, what's this going to look like a year from now if I don't do anything about it? I ask you, do you want a bald spot? Do you want your hairline to recede? Do you want snake oil in your life? You want me to turn into snake oil junk? No. Why do guys turn to weird things like snake oil when they can just trust solutions like medicine and science? I'll tell you, that solution is for hymns.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. I want you to be motivated. I'm motivated. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. For Hims going to connect you to real doctors with medical grade solutions to treat hair loss. There's no snake oil. There's no waiting rooms. You just go to forhims.com. You're going to find generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions that'll help you keep your hair. It's backed by science. It's so easy. You answer a few questions, doctor will review and can prescribe you. Products are shipped directly where? Where do you think? Right to your to doctor. To your no. <laughs> I know. It's well, right to your door. Unless, you Unless are your doctor. doctor is yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless you are self-medicating, which uh, I have learned, I've got to stop doing. Uh, so you go to forhims.com instead. Order now. Listeners get a free trial month of forhims for just five dollars today, right now, while supplies last. The website for full details. That'll cost hundreds if you went to a doctor or pharmacy. Go to forhims.com/brunch. That's f-o-r-h-i-m-s.com/brunch. Forhims.com/brunch. You know what really bugs me? Yes. As we get to the end of uh, 2018, how come a simple favor isn't getting any Oscar buzz? Is it? I, I honestly, like, I have no idea what is really getting Oscar buzz at this <laughs> point because it is it is such a weird year. For, I just like, hear A Star is movies. Born and Bohemian Rhapsody and like, a, a simple favor. I don't, I haven't really thought about what the best movie I've seen is this year, uh, but, and like, that's not to make a Mamma Mia two joke that was obviously the most fun and my favorite movie but when you like as far as great movies go i think a simple favor is pretty high yeah i so i think like maybe it doesn't get into maybe not into best picture category yeah. but like maybe like best adapted screenplay or something like that Ooh, is that a book yeah nice uh i would say that it deserve it i liked it more than a Star is Born and more than really? uh, Welcome to Morrowind. <laughs> I wouldn't hate uh, Blake Lively getting a, a nom for yes, that. Yes, definitely. Best Supporting great. Actor. Yeah. yeah, that was like, I remember that was my biggest takeaway when I saw it. Was I don't like, know if it was because she was fucking dressed amazing the entire movie, but like. Oh, well, that's got to get That's part of it. Best, co- best uh, costume best, design? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is, an, what a good movie. I what know. a visually great uh, movie. She was she was great. Like, and, and I thought she was like, uh, she was very, very good in that movie. But I also think that like part of the reason that I loved her character so much was because of the some of the the clothes that she wore. Yeah, she was just like she was she was getting fits off all over the place. Absolutely. Um, what other movies do you think went maybe went under the radar this year? 
Oh, man. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's this was like a really good year for um, for favorites, but not for prestige movies. And, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And so maybe there's a few that sneak in, um, like in the best picture category that are surprising. But is Black Panther gonna be up for best picture? Honestly, I hope not. Like I, I liked Black Panther a lot. I just, but just like I don't superhero think that I don't think and... that I liked it that much. Like if you're gonna put a superhero movie in there, yeah, I honestly think that it should be Spider Man over Black Panther. And then you're getting into cartoons, and mm-hmm. that's uh, it, uh does Spider Man qualify? I think so. Yeah. It, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah right, because they're all coming out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm, I'm, I confused it with uh, Grammy rules. Maybe it's uh, it might be January first, honestly. Mm. That's a cutoff. But uh, yeah, like if I had to put a, if I had to put one in there, I honestly think that Black Panther was probably the third best comic book movie this year, behind uh, Infinity War and and uh, in Spider Man. Did not see Infinity War. Not a Star. It's on Wars Netflix guy. now. You can. It is. Yeah. What's who's in that? Uh, it's it's all the Mar- it's all the Marvel people. Is what's her face in it? Who? Uh, the uh, uh, what's uh the girl from the room? Captain Marvel. Yeah, no, she's uh not as Captain Marvel. I don't think. I was going to take a picture of the movie poster today when I saw it, and I was going to tweet it with uh, what's her name? Why well, can't I think of her name? Brie Larson. Brie Larson. I yeah. Uh, I was going to take a picture of the movie poster and tweet it with uh. They gave her no lines in this movie poster. Very problematic. <laughs> Did you do you remember yeah, that because tweet? the trailer? They were like, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't they. It was one it person was one who person. was out of their minds. They, uh, they counted the number of lines in the trailer. Yeah, it was uh, Brie Larson got this many, uh, this many lines, and the and the man in the trailer got this many lines, and everyone was like. The man in the trailer was the narrator. <laughs> when has, in what superhero mo- movie have you ever seen? Like, if you see a Batman trailer, how many lines does Batman have in the trailer? It's the town <laughs> yeah. talking about Batman. It's people being like, you hear about this Batman guy? This guy is solving all the crimes. What are you going to do with the Batman? Who's going to stop the Batman? Then there will be, like, the quick, like, let her go, and that'll be it. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What, how do you feel about Black Panther in Oscar buzz? Uh... I think I'm the wrong person to ask because generally I do not love superhero movies, but and I really I like asked. this. And I <laughs> thought it, I thought it was an awesome movie. It was again, it, it probably plays more into the favorites than uh, the the great movie, just because something about like something about comic books just feels so kiddie to me and even the story even when you bring adults and great actors into it well, it's it all still feel, right it still feels like kind of childish to me so the idea of that winning like I, I would hate to see like michael b jordan up on stage for best picture for that like michael <laughs> yeah, b jordan is yeah. supposed to be up there accepting uh an oscar for best picture because michael b jordan is one of the baddest dudes on the planet but like do it when it's a vintage Michael B. Jordan performance. Well, did, did Michael B. Jordan win for uh, Fruitvale Station? Oh, I don't know. He was good in Fruitvale Station, yeah. though. Um, if we're talking about movies that flew under the radar a little bit, the and bird were movie. underappreciated, the Bird Box, flying. yeah. Uh, no, uh, Game Night. I mean, obviously not going to get like crazy Oscar buzz, but. Right. If we're talking about one of people the people had their under- dicks out to game night, though. People, really? Has oh it, people- God! 
I yeah. remember people saying that it was Twitter good. loves Game Night so much. Twitter I mean, loves I know that Game it does Night now. as much. Oh no, when it came out, really? Yeah, because right away people were trying to start the uh, should Jesse Plemons be uh, up best for Best Supporting right. Actor? Oh yeah, yeah. Twitter likes Game Night as much as they like hockey and calling everything bad. So I feel like uh, Game Night has kind of become a little bit mainstream now. Yeah, um, I think it, I really think it was right out the gate because I remember everyone I knew was seeing it multiple times and. Yeah, but you also follow like Jeff and Ryan Lambert right. and find these things, and then they they like latch onto them yeah. like crazy. Um, yeah, I think I feel like Game Night kind of slipped under the radar since release. Maybe then, okay, because I remember I went back and watched it, and it was way better than I remembered. Yeah, I watched it on demand pretty much as soon as it came out, uh, and I accidentally saw it a couple times <laughs> in theaters. And I, I thought that Game Night was, I didn't think the Game Night was as good as everybody else thought. I thought it was good to really good. Uh, but, yeah, fun movie, good times. Uh, speaking of fun movies and good times, I saw Mary Poppins this was weekend. Was it a fun movie with good times? Uh, yes, it was, uh, it was a very enjoyable movie, and I had fun throughout. It was a little bit long-winded, mm. and some of the, uh, some of the, this is gonna sound like my review of Welcome to Marwin, but Uh-oh. some of the musical, uh, numbers, uh, serve no purpose. They're oh. just, they're just there to, to well, have a I'll believe number. that, right. Most musical numbers are like, hey. You guys down to sing for a second? It, All right, we'll get back to this later. But at Let's least sing. in like at least in like Mamma Mia, it's it like it's part of the story. Yeah, but that's a jukebox musical. That's like written or that's a, a story that's written, written around, around music, existing yeah. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like if you're gonna write if you're gonna write songs for the movie, right? Then what's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. that should be even easier. There was exactly just take, just take part of the script, do a ba 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 before it. And there was there was uh, there was definitely like a uh, about twenty to twenty five minutes of Lin Manuel Miranda just jerking himself off. Uh, he's 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 into Lin Manuel Miranda. I hate that. I like, like him. I, no, I was gonna say I hate that my first like real exposure to Lin Manuel Miranda was fucking the last <laughs> season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, really? Yeah, I hadn't seen Hamilton. Yeah. I hadn't seen what else has he done? He's talked about Hamilton. <laughs> yes, that's true. So like my first thing about Lin Manuel Miranda was just how much Lin Manuel Miranda sucks. <laughs> so uh, it's oh right, right, like as a person you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, they they made him so insufferable yeah. in Curb Your Enthusiasm, so which is great. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins was a was a really good time. Nice. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna do some sort of thing to hit on the end of 2018, but I'm gonna have my uh, top 50 playlist that I do every year. I want to run through a few songs that uh, just to give a, give a little love in case you didn't know them. Uh, I think that like the biggie, the the kind of pinnacle songs for the year were if you know. I think that like number one might be if you know you know. And uh, anything on the Casey Musgraves album, like everybody should know all that stuff. Very good. But uh, you want to talk about Under the Radar? Fiddler had a very Under the Radar song with Can't You See. And I think it's my favorite Fiddler song. So if you don't know that, go check it out. Our guy Paul Williams, uh, we've, we talked about a bunch of his songs. His song, Clouston Bridge, very, made, very made a really late push for me in 2018. And uh, Woman Believer has a song called Maybe. They, uh, it's a girl, I forget her name, Christine Huckle. It's uh, her group, or her name, whatever it is. Uh, she's got a short little EP out. There's a song called Maybe on there, and it is terrific. So I'll have out the playlist uh, at some point, and you can hear those songs on it. There's also a lot of the Mamma Mia 2 soundtrack. 
Yes, obviously. Um, you know what kind of uh, I revisited recently was the Moo album. Oh, that came out and that just disappeared. I never quickly. revisited it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I came to the realization that like all of my favorite Moo songs, and I think yours too. Like I think we have a pretty similar like Moodar. Moo, yeah, and Moo is is very much like the hits are the hits. Yeah, and they're her best songs. Uh, Almost all of the hits came out between the first and second album and weren't included on the second album. Yeah. Which is a wild move. Right. If she had included, like, all the singles that she released in between the first and second album and just threw them on yeah. the, that And just that called second it, like, album, the, like, like, the party the, EP. <laughs> yeah, or just, like, had, like, or just did, made it, like, a two-part yeah. album. It was, like, here's the A side, here's the B side, and it's, like, 16 songs or whatever it is. Yeah. That second album would have been... A goddamn That is classic. a very good point. Yeah, if it had, like, Kamikaze. Yeah. And, like, I mean, even Final Lean Song. On, final Song. Drum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, that's very correct. Yeah, they all came between, and and the first album had a lot of yeah, jams. Obviously, jams. it's what got me into it. And the her, second but... album isn't bad. It's just, like, all, like, the, the five songs or whatever you want to say, uh, the five singles that you release in between, would have been the five best songs on this album. I really love Blur, mm-hmm. but I think that it would have been sixth behind all the singles. Speaking of Moo and Under the Radar, uh, the song that she did with Jack Antonoff for that terrible Love, Simon movie, so great. That's on my best 50 of 2018 Ooh. playlist. That's, that song is awesome. That's like the, the like, hey, good job, Jack Antonoff moment of 2018. Uh, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of fun things there. Uh, worth noting, there is no churches on the top 50 of 2018. That's an churches oversight. Churches did not... No, oh, no, it's an... O- oversight is you accidentally looked past it. This is an intentional... This is a 2020 vision. Well, then, that is... I saw right... I, I saw it perfectly. Churches... incorrect, then. You didn't bring it this year. No, the, I, no, I no, love no. churches. They didn't bring it this year. They didn't bring it this year. I will say that the, the album was a disappointment to me. Mm. Uh... I will also say that it's sort of grown on me since it's come out, especially after seeing the live stuff. It translates way better to live than I expected it to. But that being said, Graffiti is like one of their five best songs. Oh, Graffiti is very good. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't be able to put it top five. I can get you to. I can get you to like eleven. Are you kidding me? No way. It's top five. Can we? I don't want to go higher than eleven. Can we just agree on eleven? Coming next week, the resolution.